0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. As most of you know, I often have men on the show, men who serve as allies in our fight for equity in the workplace. Today's guest is a very special man. He was a professor uh, of mine when we lived in Hawaii. We have now both reinvented ourselves and Bill Soderman, PhD, is now in Massachusetts, and I am in California. So I'm super excited to have my independent study professor on as my guest today. He's very successful in his current role at Seven Hills Foundation. Bill, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Thanks, Susan, it's great to be here. I am the Chief Learning Officer at Seven Hills Foundation. We're a nonprofit human services agency that's headquartered in Worcester, Massachusetts. And we operate over 300 facilities in Rhode Island and Massachusetts that support people who face significant challenges such as autism, developmental disabilities, brain injuries, and and other other issues that um, we're well equipped to support.
0: Well, that sounds like a really, really meaningful calling. Um, I'm glad that you found yourself in that position. Um, First of all, Chief Learning Officer, I'm familiar with that phrase. Out here in California, we like to do fun, funky phrases, much like you do on the East Coast. But what is that, really?
1: Um, The Chief Learning Officer is an evolution of what we used to call the, the training department back in the day. Um, A a CLO is responsible for the learning and development strategy and activities in an organization. And because Seven Hills is a learning organization, um, it's a very interesting position to have.
0: Nice. Well, they're very lucky to have you. I can speak from experience when I say that. What actually compelled you to do what you do?
1: Well, we lived in Hawaii for about 12 years, then moved to Tennessee for a couple of years where I worked at a college and managed an MBA program, and then we decided to move to New England. My wife's from Connecticut. Um, she found a job here first, so we, we moved up, and I was on the market for a little bit, and I came across a, um, a listing on, believe it or not, LinkedIn for a chief learning officer position here at Seven Hills. I applied, and 90 days later, I was... I was in the job and working with a team of nine really excellent people, um, a couple of whom are administrative, and most of the rest are on the training floor on a regular basis.
0: Well, it sounds like um, I don't believe in luck. I think you've worked hard to get where you are, and it sounds like you're happy in the position that you're in at the place where you're working. Um, It's so great to hear you say you have a great team. Tell me more about what your team is comprised of you know like what do these people do and and tell me please tell me there are a lot of women (laughs) in management (laughs) positions I want to hear that
1: (laughs) um actually there we do the, the team is um seven women and three men including myself our senior technologist and instructional designer has been here 18 years she's fantastic um she's working on a doctorate in strategic leadership right now
0: wow. as well
1: as yeah as well as developing courses and she's still on the training floor every week doing doing something with delivery
0: I love that. So, you know, that's my favorite part of every program is to make certain there are a lot of women in positions of leadership. Um, we get to, we're, we're now increasing our numbers at entry level positions, but then we're missing that step on the ladder that gets us to leadership and management. So it makes me feel really good to hear you say that. Um, I, I'm sure she's equally impressed with you and your work and the support that you give to your team as a team leader. Let me ask you this. How can people outside of your organizations benefit from your services?
1: Um, Well, we do work with many external agencies. Some are human services agencies, some are funders, some are government regulators, as well as um, I work with vendors and I do a lot of work with universities and colleges because I'm also the manager of our education benefits program, and that includes tuition assistance, student loan counseling, and a few other services that we provide for employees. I'm, that means I get to talk regularly with administrators and, and people at colleges, and I feel like I have a bit of an advantage because I was in higher education for 20 years. I, I understand the processes, the cultures, and, and generally how the workflow happens on the .edu side it's interesting to be on the employer side, um, having those conversations.
0: Yeah. So you're getting a full 360. That's, that's incredible. Um, let me ask you something. So in everyone's position, there are always several things that the, uh, as you taught me, the receiver makes meaning of the message. So tell me what are th- a few things that people might misunderstand about what you do or the services you offer and take this opportunity to set the record straight.
1: Well, as I mentioned earlier, um, the CLO position is sort of an extension or an evolution of being a training manager, and even today, many of my colleagues see us as the training department that delivers classroom-based training, but Seven Hills is really a knowledge organization. We're a learning organization, and we support innovation, respect, kindness, teamwork, integrity, and service throughout all of our teams and affiliates. And that, of course, includes a lot of face-to-face events. Plus, we offer a a lot of online training. There's a significant amount of on-the-job training that happens at programs. And we use other delivery methods, such as conferences and seminars, to give our employees the knowledge they need to better serve the participants in our programs.
0: Nice.
1: Another... Another item that I hear every once in a while is that we can fix problems with training. And as you know, training is just one part of organizational change and employee development. We rely on other items in our toolbox, such as communication, collaboration, and patience to work with employees, managers, programs, and departments, because you know, a lasting change can't happen overnight, and Seven Hills is changing because our government funding is starting to be replaced by private insurance.
0: Interesting. We used to
1: rely. Yeah. It it, it it's a real big change for us, and because of a couple of things. Um, Better diagnostic tools have led to growing numbers of participants in our programs, and brain injury is a great example. All of the research that's being done on post-concussion syndrome and brain injuries in general have led to better identification of brain injuries and more opportunities for um, people to be placed in programs such as the ones we operate. Um, Another thing is that medical and dental care for people in our programs have significantly improved over the last 50 years, so our participants are living longer, and we're having to um, help our employees address topics such as aging, assistive technology, and how the participants in uh, in our programs can have relationships. All of this, coupled with a change in our funding model, means that we're transforming into an accountable care organization or an ACO. And with my business background, um, there are opportunities for me to um, work on improving our program operations. We're bringing more analytics capabilities in-house. And of course, I always advocate for continuing investments in human resources and learning.
0: That's awesome. So I know that um, with an aging population comes a whole new set of challenges. Um, I just wanted to ask, I'm sure that you may know that I am the caregiver for my mother who has Alzheimer's. So dementia Mm -hmm. is probably another area that you focus on. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Um, Dementia care is um, a growing topic of interest for us at Seven Hills. Um, the oldest person in our programs is one hundred and one years old.
0: Wow. um,
1: so age, yeah, aging really is more uh, a very slender, long tail on the right side of the graph for us, but we are getting more people who are aging, and um, their needs for support are changing. They might be they might have been placed in independent living ten years ago, but if they need more support, then there are opportunities to. Um, modify their treatment so that they've got more opportunities in day programs or we can place them in a residential program where they get 24-7 care.
0: That's incredible. That's so important to people like me who found themselves in a place in life I never even imagined. It's good to know Mm -hmm. there's such support out there. Um, Let me ask you this. How do you think AI will impact what you do? I mean, machine learning can be a challenge. It can be you know a gift it can be good and bad you know so tell me a little bit about that
1: that was one of the biggest surprises that i encountered when i took this position almost 3 years ago is the the growing interest in analytics uh, artificial intelligence automation and machine learning in in the learning and development space in general and specifically in human services and this is This kind of runs it counter to some of the research I've seen that indicates human services jobs are among the least likely to be replaced by automation simply because of, you know, the level of human contact and interaction that's required in supporting our populations. But there there are tools that can help us do a better job. Um, I'm seeing more integration of automation, AI, and machine learning into what we call learning management systems. Those are the the fancy information systems that are like what universities use at the registrar's office, but it helps us keep track of um, every employee's certifications and their progress. Um, We also um, are starting to leverage those technologies in our human resources area. And another thing that we're seeing more and more of is micro learning. Um, because of our pay scales, we get a lot of entry level employees or people who, you know, they've decided to make human services a career and working for a nonprofit is is not the, the way to make a lot of money. So sometimes people are working multiple gigs to to make it and get by. And it's easier for them to get on the phone and open up a micro learning, than to find a desktop computer and try to figure it out.
0: Gotcha. I've never heard of that, actually, and I think I'm pretty tech savvy. So I want to say your point about patient-centered care not being negatively impacted by AI is a very good point because I think you lose the care part, if, if it were. I know for a fact that the AI will make the biggest impact in what we call 3D uh, if your job is dirty, dull, or dangerous, that's where AI is going to mm-hmm. come in and take your job. So, who? I mean, I'm I'm okay with giving the dangerous to the 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 <laughs> robot. <laughs> so, I think that you're safe from any negative impact from AI. So it sounds like good things are happening in your world um, with machine learning and AI and microlearning. That's amazing. I, I say that. AI has led us to understand the importance of staying in school, regardless of age. You know, we need to rethink this once I have my master's or once I have my PhD, I'm done. No, it's universal learning for the rest of your life. We all need to continue to grow and change as technology. I mean, we're in a new industrial revolution, and that industry is technology, biotechnology, and AI. So I think that it's, it's great that you brought that up. Well, in the podcast, I ask people, how can others reach you? But know that in the blog, um, I will also list your contact information. But for those who are strictly listeners, um, tell me, how can they reach you if they want to reach out to you?
1: I'm on Twitter at BillsoPhD. That's B-I-L-L-S-O-PhD. I'm also LinkedIn.com, and if you go to LinkedIn.com slash you'll find my profile. And I can also be reached by email at wsodeman at sevenhills.org. Um, it's spelled W-S-O-D-E-M-A-N, and Seven Hills is spelled out all with letters. So that's wsodeman at sevenhills.org.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And so everybody who listens to this knows that I'll create what I call a blog cast, and I'll have pictures of Bill in there. I'll have his head shot. I'll have a couple of um, shots, candid photos, maybe, maybe some shots of Seven Hills and maybe your family, whatever you'd like to include in there that people can relate to and get to know you better. I'll put those in there. This has been a great conversation for me, particularly because we had such a connection years ago and then we reconnected and that, that makes me happy. So it's been great having you here. Anything you'd like to say in closing? I'm
1: um, really happy to be talking with you today, and one thing I want to put out there as a learning and development professional is to encourage everybody to take a few moments every day and concentrate on on learning or improving a skill. It could be anything from um improving the way you answer the phone to finding a faster way to pull pull a report. There are so many resources available on the internet and face to face that can help you on your learning journey.
0: Forever improve, forever improve. So that's wonderful. What a great way to close the call. So thank you, Bill, so much for being here. And thank you too, to all the listeners for listening in and for continuing to support the podcast. We have some great guests, Bill being one. Um, Tune in next time as well. Have a great day, everybody.